Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats. We're part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that is out of the way, I got my co-host joining me in the Batmobile, the dynamic duo yeah. back again. It's Batman and Robin, and we got to go to Batman first. It is Alex Roy. What up, Alex? What up, man? What up, man? We, we got a little bit of news today, man. You know, kept on popping off. You know, we had... You know, two players got cut, two players got signed in two ways. It's like it's like the season is slowly churning towards, you know, starting off. We're getting closer, man. We're getting closer. The uh the abyss that is like the dead zone between like the NBA draft and like the start of like really NFL preseason usually is like slowly starting to end. I know you like baseball and I, I was really excited about the red season for a little bit. And then after the trade deadline, everything went downhill, as does with Cincinnati Reds. So that's fun. But, and, you know, FIBA is kind of, you know, uh, keeping us going a little bit basketball wise. But you're right in terms of Thunder News starting to come back in. NFL preseason's in. Like it's, it's a fun time in sports. And it's just giving us a little taste before uh, the, the main course comes up. But, before we get to that, I just got to get into a little housekeeping because I have been very diligent about trying to get two podcasts a week out to you guys, no matter how little content there really is out there. And uh, this past week, uh, I had to reschedule. I had to work really late on Friday. Had a fantasy football draft on Saturday. Planned a podcast last night. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It was also Alex's brother-in-law's uh, birthday on Friday, which – was that Anthony? No, that's, uh, that's the other one. So very. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, we, we was busy this weekend, and then Sunday was when we planned to do it. I was good to go, and literally like an hour before we had to podcast, Nova Sats dropped, we had to rush to the hospital, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> as as it seems to happen multiple times in the year, so obviously couldn't podcast in the ER, couldn't podcast in the hospital, we had to push it back, so uh, we're back home now, he's doing good, he's actually doing better now than he was before we went to the hospital, so that yeah, is awesome. Um, but hey, we're, we're back at it again, you know, little off schedule, but you know, we're going to make up for it the best we can, because a lot has happened since the last time we recorded, and yeah. um, you know, we'll get to the big piece of news in the middle, that's going to be the meat of the pie, but let's get to the morsels first, so um, let's talk cuts, man, so in terms of the cuts that happened, or the waves, I guess, uh, Ty Ty Washington, my beloved Kentucky Wildcat, and Usman Garuba, who was slowly starting to gain favor in Thunder fan base's hearts um, based on the defense that he was playing he was playing mm-hmm. with in Team Spain and the FIBA friendlies. Uh, both of them were waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, nothing of nothing of value, nothing, you know, nothing that really – nothing that's going to move the needle for this team moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these two – these two players were players that were thought of in being in that mix for players that could get cut very easily, you know, by the Thunder. And so mm-hmm. it happened early. You know, maybe this signifies that maybe there's another move down, you know, down the road here before preseason, before, you know, training camp, you know, because the Thunder have, you know, they've gone down to what, 18 players on the roster, 18 rostered players on the roster. Um, and so you could probably go ahead and make another move. You have Oladipo's, you know, almost $10 million salary just sitting there. You have Trey Man available. You have, you know, JRE. So you have all these different things uh, that you have at your disposal. And in the end, 
you could probably just go ahead and do the same thing to, let's say, Jack White, JRE, mm-hmm. and you know Victor Oladipo that you did to Garuba and and uh, Ty Ty Washington. It's just cut them um, because this team is all about that core um, that we always talk about. You know, Shea, Giddy, Dort, uh, J Dub, Chet. You know, all that core of five players plus a couple more after that is the core of this team. So you're not going to mess with anything there. Um, and so those, you know, those players that like are likely to be like number 12, number 13, number 14 on the roster, eh, it is what it is. You know, that's, that's how it is in, on every NBA team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good thing is that some of these players have promise. And so when you're talking about playing a rotation, you know, there's no let up when the, when the bench unit comes into the game, that's what you're hoping. Um, but I mean, it's of it's of no cost. It's of little to no consequence. You know, the cutting of Garuba and Ty Ty. I wasn't very high on Ty Ty as far as on this team. I, I didn't think he had a he had a place on it. I thought Garuba had a little bit of a place as maybe somebody coming to camp, compete with JRE, compete with Poku, and see like out of that mix what you get out of it. Jack White. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, if you if you're already going, you know, if you're making plans already and you know the type of player that you want, which I think the Thunder organization does. Uh, then, you know, I see no reason why they don't just start cutting early and, you know, start to say, okay, we want a player more like Jack White, more like JRE that can do more things than just play defense and just be like a, a heavy put it, a heavy, a heavy footed plotter in the lane, which Garuba can be a little bit on offense. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I think happened today. And it is what it is. Like, you know, this, this was going to happen regardless. Yeah. And I, I think it's just, uh, kind of a matter of wrong place, wrong time for Ty Ty. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if he was drafted by the Rockets a year earlier and it was last year that the Thunder acquired Ty, acquired Ty Ty, I think he would have had a legitimate role. Like he could have been like, you know, the sixth man off the bench. He, like he could have got minutes because, you know, we really didn't have uh, I guess, you know, for lack of a uh, playmaker, you know, sixth man was Isaiah Joe and he was great at it, but you know, he wasn't like that playmaking sixth man. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously this season, not only did Trey Mann show that, you know, he's improved and, you know, uh, looks like he might have taken a little bit of a step in terms of, you know, his his style of play uh, in the summer league. But also we drafted Kaysen Wallace. Also, we finally got Vasilya Misic over here. So there's just not a lot of room for other guards to have in here. Um, the thing that kind of perplexed me is like, why now? Like, you know, uh, you can bring 20 players into training camp. I kind of wish we just did that and, you know, at least not even just get a look at them, but, like, you know, have them compete against these other guys. Because, mm-hmm. as I've said many times, like, competition, uh, like, breeds excellence. So, like, I, I would have loved to see, you know, these positional battles between Ty Ty and Trey Mann. Like, even if, you know, Trey Mann has the job going away, tell him he doesn't. Tell him, like, you know, it's down to you and Ty Ty and, like, you know, watch them compete. Who's my groove at JRE? Like, very much. Like, I would have loved to, like, you know, see, them, like, them compete because, like, I, I understand Ty Ty, like you were saying, but, like, who's my Garuba offensively? You know, he's definitely more of, like, a throwback player. Um, You know, he doesn't give you a lot there at this point. But defensively, man, like, he's a game changer. Like, he stripped mm-hmm. Shea in FIBA friendlies. Like, that's – and, like, I think he had – I think he had six steals against – at Team Canada, at one point he had three blocks in another contest. Like he's a really smart, heady defender. He's got some playmaking chops. I thought he would have fit really nicely alongside this team, but uh, now we'll never know. But um, and I mean, you never know. It, it could be a situation where it's not necessarily the Thunder. It could be you know Garuba's representation that's saying, "Hey, we got you know we have overseas offers. You know we'll probably have a couple offers in the NBA." You know, if he's not going to be a, a heavy minutes player or a player that has any possibility of getting to the rotation, then just go ahead and cut him now. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can go ahead and have time to make decisions. Yeah, that, that is fair as well. I want to play a quick full rapid fire game, though, Alex, because now we have 18 players on the roster signed to NBA contracts. This is not including Keontae Johnson or the other two way guys, which we'll talk about in a second. So full NBA rosters. A little back and forth game, man. Uh, let's go and see who messes up, or let's just try to fill it up and show how awesome we are. Okay. So after you, sir. So SGA. Dort. Giddy. Dub. 
Chat. Boom. Isaiah Joe. Misich. Uh, JRE. Kaysen. Uh, Jack White. Ooze. Uh, Trey Mann. Wiggs. Okashevsky. Mm, took mine. Uh, Kenny Hustle. Uh, Aaron Wiggins. I said Wiggs. Oh, you did say Wiggs. Okay, well, then I'm a loser. Yeah, technically you lose. Uh, I think the only ones we have left was uh, Oladipo and Davis Bertons. Oh, yeah. So you, I always forget about Bertons, <laughs> dude. Like, I don't even – like, I can't even – like, the day the day training camps come into play and this big bearded, you know, red bearded six-foot-ten guy comes up, be like, who the hell is this guy? Davis Bertons. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now that if Dallas Bertans comes out and shoots 40% for us, uh, I'm going to refer to him as Dave, and I'm going to make a parody called Y'all Forgot About Dave because that is the that, that is the mantra of the offseason. Like, we just keep for, – I forgot that he's representing oh Latvia in, in FIBA competition like four times now. So, Like, um, nobody, nobody on, on Thunder Twitter is keeping up with Latvia's performances and, and Berton's performances. Like, he is completely the forgotten man. He is, and he's just gonna, he's going to come in next year and shoot 48% for us off the bench and from he three, might. and it's going to be great. <laughs> he might, man. He, he, he really, like, he re, you know, he reminds me a little bit of, of Muscala. And the thing about Muscala, especially with SGA, is when you pair them together on the floor, beautiful things happen. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, let's talk about the players that we did add, um, or maybe I should say the players that we brought back. So we already know Keontae Johnson is a two-way player. Those other two two-way spots went to pretty much, you guessed it, the people you thought they would. Lindy Waters III, who we saw with the team at Summer League, indicating, tipping tipping their hat that he's probably working out with the team. And then also brought back, um, (laughs) I I called it. Well, I mean, hey, Olivier Saar. I was about to, I was about to say something bad about him, but you know, he's he's a fine two-way player, I suppose. Just, hey, uh, <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this. His brother is definitely somebody that I think will be possibly around the Thunder's range if we're talking about like, let's say, four, you know, that one, or let's just say four, between fourteen and twenty, you know, for for the Thunder's pick itself. Um, and maybe even, you know, maybe even the Rockets pick at like six or seven or eight, something like that. But Alexander Saar is definitely a prototypical type player, has the characteristics of a player that the Thunder have been looking at during this rebuild, you know, during these last three to four years. He could definitely slip into the Pokushevsky spot. If they get rid of him, they trade him, they, they don't sign him after the season. Um, you know, seven foot one wing that can shoot, that can, you know, that can play make, that can, that, you know, does a lot of those things. And so, I don't know, maybe having Olivier on the, on the team maybe opens up your avenues to get a, a more in-depth look at Alexander. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll end up with him next season. But I could definitely see that small tidbit playing into it a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, well, hey, I mean – if it was up to Thunder fans, we would draft uh, Cody Williams and Alex Sar in the draft next year. Uh, you know, just just keep bringing the brothers along. <laughs> I'm down. Family business, baby. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, – I, I mean, I'm whelmed by this. I mean, Lindy's a fine player on a two-way deal. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. He's shown that, you know, he can come in and knock down shots, and, you know, that's kind of what you need for a two-way player. Mm-hmm. And Olivier Sar, I mean, you know, he's he's produced – in his time in the NBA, you know, late in the season, but he's produced kind of like Moses Brown has. So, um, which Moses you know. Brown just got a just got a contract with the Portland Trailblazers? Yep, yep. Thunder uh, legend, Moses the Brown. rebuilding Portland Trailblazers, soon to be. So uh, that, that that tells you what you need to know about Moses Brown. But yeah, uh, and and, so. here, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about here's the thing about that is you say rebuilding Portland Trailblazers. That you know the reason being is because Dame hasn't been traded yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden hasn't been traded yet, and I think those things will start to kind of heat up as we get into training camp. Um, and so having 
somebody like Davis Bertans at 17 million, having Victor Oladipo at 9.4 million, you know, having those players like that, those salaries like that, that you can just throw into these trades and maybe get something out of it is, is likely what the Thunder are doing. And so they're, you know, they're taking away those roster spots, you know, emptying them so that if they need to take on players in these types of trades, they can. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that, that there's a possibility that the cutting of these two players was looking forward and maybe something like that happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. I understand that. But, uh, you know, those, like I said, those were the morsels. Those were the small pieces of news. The big pieces of news that dropped last week was the NBA schedule was released. Yeah. And it's it's exciting. So, like, right off rip, like, the big the biggest takeaway for the Thunder is eight, I repeat, eight national TV games for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. Um, that, that is, I mean, that, that's a, obviously a far cry from the past two years. Uh, we've had zero the past two years. We got flexed into two last year. I don't think we reflect the year prior, but yeah, we're we're at eight right now, and that's not including NBA TV because it's not really a national market. <laughs> but we, we got flexed, we got flexed into two, and then we bulldozed our way into two more with the playing games. So, oh yeah, there you go. Well, well said, well said. And we just, we just completely uh, took ownership of the Lakers game. So yes, that did. was great. Um, but yeah, Alex, eight national TV games. How do you feel about it, man? Were you were you shocked at that number? Did you think it'd be less? What do you think? I think that's perfect. I think that's right on. You know, of course, if you if you look back and listen to our previous podcast, I said somewhere like five, and you said four to six. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I was giving them. You know, maybe I was doubting them a little bit. I was doubting the NBA as far as how they've been treating us here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, man, eight eight games is great and. My bold prediction is that we'll at the by the end of the season, we'll be ha- we'll we will have been flexed into two more national uh, TV spots. So ten total, not counting play-in, not not counting playoffs or anything like that. Just ten total regular season games by the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, I talked to Jerry and Cone. Um, I don't think it was Tuesday. I think it was Friday. I'm not 100 sure, but whenever I asked them, they they said ten national games. So. Uh, it was right in the middle of, you know, our predictions and their predictions. So yep. there you go. Um, but it's yeah. good, man. That's great, man. That's it, it, it shows that this team is coming on. It shows that the team, that the national, you know, the NBA is not going to put a team on if they're not going to spark conversation nationally. And so the Thunder, with their core, with their young core, how fast they've gotten good, has definitely sparked an interest from from national media and from you know from from nba fans afar not just in oklahoma city and so i think the nba did a good job of saying hey okay let's start putting this team on let's you know let's see if they can be the darling of the nba like sacramento and and cleveland were the last couple seasons memphis um and and just keep that train going yep absolutely man well hey let's uh let's dive into the schedule so last year me and you actually it, it was me and you again uh, we dove into the schedule and kind of went week by week, month by month, and predicted wins. Like, not not really saying, you know, I think we'll win 40 games. I think we'll win 45 games or anything like that. Like, we literally went week by week, and we predicted how many wins per week or per month, whatever. And then we added it all up, and that was kind of our, like, prediction. Uh, so mm-hmm. last year, I, I went back and listened to it. I had 32, 32 <laughs> wins. Alex, do you know how many you had? Like 23, dog. 27. Oh, 27. 27. She, she, was better, she was better than what you thought, <laughs> but it wasn't as good as me. But I still did I, I bad. Think, well, see, the, the thing is, I, I think I talked myself into a couple more wins. Like, mm-hmm. I think I went into it, like, low number, like 24, like 23, 24. But I think I talked myself or you talked me into a couple more wins. That's, that sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought we were going to be bad last year, man. I thought you know Chet went out, and mm-hmm. and it was just you know it was still the the same crew from the season before, and so yeah, I thought we were going to be bad. But hey, thankfully, we weren't. Yep, <clears throat> absolute man. And you know we ended up winning forty games. So let's uh, let's see how we're going to overachieve this year. So uh, before we get started, I do just want to say you know it did come out that we are opening opening our season our home. I'm sorry. We're opening our uh, 
season at Paycom Center. Um, you know, the first home game is going to be against the Denver Nuggets. And that was reported by yours truly at Thunder Scoops. So there you go. Uh, um, let's get into the schedule here. So October, we play four games, Alex. We start off the season at Chicago. Then we go to Cleveland. Then we come back home to play the Nuggets and the Pistons. Four games in October. What is your prediction? Three and one. Three and one. I like it. You you want to be bold and say which one we lose? Um, Denver. That's probably fair. <laughs> I mean, I, like, like the reason I say that is because, like, Denver, like Oklahoma City always gives Denver fits, and Michael Malone hates when the thun, when the uh, when the Nuggets play against the Thunder for for whatever reason. For whatever reason, we give them fits, and so I think they'll be prepared. I think they will be. You know, coming out here and saying, "Okay, we're the champs. We're not going to lose to to Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City," and and I do think they win that game. All right. Well, that is actually part of a six-game homestand. Uh, so going into November, yeah. sorry, I've got to do my predictions. I'm actually going to predict two and two. <clears throat> I think we start off a little bit okay. slow, uh, just because Chet takes a little bit of time to get acclimated, and the guys kind of you know take a little bit of time to get acclimated playing together. You know, we've seen most of the team all play together, but we haven't seen uh, Chet, for instance, play with our best offensive player in Shea or our best defensive player in Dort. So there will be ground to make up chemistry-wise there. But I have no doubt that they will, and uh, I'm going to say they lose to the Cavaliers and the Nuggets. We beat the Bulls and the Pistons, and Thunder fans are kind of skeptical going into the month of November, but it gets better, so – uh, month of November, we have four straight home games against the Pelicans, Warriors, Hawks, and Cavaliers. Alex, what is your record for that homestand? I say three and two. I mean, so you talk about the sixth game because I already gave you the prediction for the first two games of that homestand. Uh, so, the, so the next four. So in the month of November, uh, three and one. Okay, three and one in the homestand. Let me uh, – sorry, I'm documenting this so we have it here. Um, so Pelicans, Warriors, Hawks, Cavs. I'm going to say two and two again. I'm going to be conservative a little bit here. Uh, I say that we lose to the Pelicans because I'm going to assume Zion's going to be healthy there and he's going to try to break Chet in half. Um, and then I think we lose to the Warriors just because Steph Curry happens. So. And but then we, bro. Have you seen some of those pictures of Zion? Um, not like recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like in, the, freaking, in the gym, yeah. Like here's the thing. Like I, I get that's Zion's game, but I wonder if there gets a certain point where like age and wear tear, wear and tear mm-hmm. start to kind of necessitate him to start losing that bulk, not necessarily putting on more bulk. And, you know, it kind of has a, a negative effect on him as far as, like, you know, his tendons, his muscles, and all that. Like, I could definitely see a situation where he is consistently hurt with, like, soft tissue type stuff because he's just too big for the, the wear and tear that he's he's placed on, on his legs and on his body. I, I just got to say, this is why I was down on him coming into the draft. He wasn't under more yeah, pro- prospect, so – uh, you know, I, I hate that for him, but, you know, it's it's a very real reality with that body size. There's a reason we haven't seen that body type succeed in the NBA because, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. So, uh, but all right, let's get back to the schedule here. So we have uh, two away games at the Kings and the Suns before we come back mm-hmm. to the Paycom Center to play the Spurs in the first game of the regular season tournament on November 14th. That's not the first game I lied. No. The Kings game is the first game. The and Warriors game on the third is the, is the first game. Is it? Oh, I see the little orange border. It it does not show up very well on the white, so I apologize. Thank you, Alex, for checking me there. So, uh, our first away game in the uh, regular season tournament's at Kings. Then we have at Suns, and then we come back home for the Spurs game, the Chet Wimby matchup. So, those three games, Alex, what's your record? One and two. One and two. Okay, I'm gonna say. This is where I'm going to flip it. I think we're going to start figuring some things out. I'm going to say two and one. Okay. All right. And I'm going to say that we – I assume you're going to say we beat the Spurs and that's the only game? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say we beat the Spurs and I think we beat the Suns. 
No, I'm, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna say we beat the Kings. Uh, I think that I think there could be a budding rivalry between the Thunder and Kings. Um, yeah, just I can see that because they're in like the same place in terms of like up and comers. You know, kind of coming out of nowhere uh, from the bottom of standings and you know just crashing the party in the playoffs. And uh, you know, obviously they had our number last year, so I think we take that personally. I hope we take that personally. So uh, let's see here. The next, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and do the next. Seven games. So we got three on the road, Warriors, Warriors, Trailblazers. Then we have the Bulls, the Sixers at home. Then we have the Timberwolves on the road. And then we finish the month back home versus the Lakers. Alex, in those seven games, what is your record prediction? Three and four. That's a tough, that's a tough little seven game stretch. Yeah. So the Warriors and Trailblazers are back to back. Um, I'm going to say we split the Warriors games just because I'm optimistic like that. Uh, I'll say I think we beat Portland, even if it's at Portland, because we assume Dame's going there. Uh, beat the Bulls. And then, yeah, I think we lose to the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, and I think we beat the Timberwolves and beat the Lakers. So uh, I'm going five and two there, man. We're going crazy. <laughs> What'd you say? You said uh, three and four? Nope, oh, you're cutting out there. Can you hear me? I said three and four, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I think the, win, the wins in that are actually – no, I was going to say the, the wins that I think are going to be uh, the Portland game, um, mm-hmm. the Chicago game, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to say the uh, – I'm going to say Philly, man. Philly, okay. I, I think I think Philly's going to be wrapped up in, in some, some turmoil a little bit, man. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, all right, so this is where – this is where – okay, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you here because it says first quarter fi- quarterfinals on the 4th and 5th of December and then first yeah. semifinals. So so there, there's no way to know mm-hmm. who we're going to play or what kind of game it's going to be. Um until we play the the tourney, the, those four tourney games. So yeah, well, that makes it hard for <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so we're at the behest of whatever happens during the, those four tourney games. All right. Well, I'm gonna say so. We've got the Mavericks. We've got a tourney game. So we've got back to back tourney games. And that's TVD. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Just so we're, 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 so basically. Me. Basically, we're going to judge 80 games instead of judging 82 games. Okay. So just cut out yeah. the the tournament of the – or not not the tournament, but cut out the playoffs of the regular season tournament. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. You're, well, hey, you're either going to be playing you're, – you're either going to be playing in the tournament. You know, you've either won enough games of, of those four games that you're in the tournament – um, or you're going to be playing just a random regular season game against a team that di- also didn't make the tournament. Gotcha. Okay, that works. All right, well, let's go. We're at Mavericks. Uh, then we go home to play the Utah Jazz, and we're back West Coast to play the Kings and the Nuggets. So three away games and a home game in that stretch. What do you got, Alex? I got two and two. Two and two. Okay. Oh, is your Mavericks, Jazz, Kings, Nuggets – I agree. I'll go two and two. We see eye to eye there. I think, uh, you know, the Kings are lighting the beam, and I think that the champs are hard to beat on the, or in their hometown. You know, they got the altitude advantage uh, amongst their also yeah. great team. So uh, then we got to come back to OKC for a five-game homestand against the Grizzlies, Clippers, Lakers, Timberwolves and Knicks on a back-to-back. Then we go back to Denver and then back to OKC for the Nets. So, those seven games, Alex, what you got? Uh, let me do four and three on those. Four and three. I like it. Mark yours down, and then I'm going to kind of look at it and see what I want to do. I always got to, like, look a little bit deeper into it when it's more than, like, three or four games. So, Grizzlies, Clippers, Lakers. Uh, I'm gonna say we go. Hmm, I'm gonna say we go two and one. I think we we'll beat the Grizzlies, Clippers. I think the Lakers will beat us there. Uh, then Timberwolves, Knicks. Knicks is on second half of back to back. I'm gonna say we go. I'm gonna say we split that one, one and one. 
again, Denver altitude. I'm gonna say we lose that one. And I say we beat the Nets. So yep. I guess I am also I'm four and three once again in a seven game. Oh no, I was five and two last time. So okay, we're good. I'm right there with you then. Uh, all right, man. We're ripping along through it at the start of the new year. That Nets game is on New Year's Eve. Um, shout out to Dallas Mavericks for all those years that we played on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Um, but in January, we are still at home playing the Boston Celtics before we go on a four-game road trip playing the Hawks, Nets, Wizards, Heat. Alex, what is your prediction for that five game? Four and one. We're losing to Boston or you got one on the road? One on the road. Okay. Which one are you picking? Uh so it was that who was it? Atlanta? Atlanta, oh, Miami. Brooklyn, Washington. I'm say Miami. Miami. Yeah, that's fair. Uh yeah, it feels safe. I'm gonna go with you there as well, but I'm gonna say we I'm gonna say we lose a Brooklyn. Okay. We beat we beat them at our house and then they, they beat us at their house. That's fair. Yeah. As it should be. Um, all right, let's see here. We've got the Portland Trailblazers at home and Magic at home. Then we play the Lakers, Clippers, and a back-to-back on the road. Then we have the Jazz and Timberwolves on the road. So a six-game stretch here. Um, now, there is an orange stripe through the Clippers game. Can you tell me why that is? Um, oh, is that is that the rivalry night or MLK? January 16th? It wouldn't be MLK. Is that rivalry? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be MLK. Oh, it is? Okay. Is that a Monday? Sixteenth. Is that a Monday? Pull up the calendar here. September, November, January. 16th of Tuesday. So that would be the rivalry week. Okay. Yeah, it's just some weird thing that the NBA wants to do now. I mean, it's... It's fun. I would have picked a different team, but, you know, whatever. Uh, all right. Well, in that six-game stand, Alex, Trailblazers, Magic at home, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Timberwolves on the road, what do you got? Uh, got three and three. Three and three. Okay. Um, so, I think we beat the Blazers and Magic I'm at home just because we should. Um, I think that which, which obviously we're gonna lose one of them <laughs> because I said that right. Um, all right, I think that we lose to one of the Lakers or the Clippers. I'm gonna say we lose at Lakers, not at Clippers. I think that we're gonna take the rivalry week seriously just because you know we're starting to you know move into a serious era of Thunder basketball. So anything that they can take seriously, the end season tournament, rivalry week, I think they're going to so. Um, I think we win that one, beat the Jazz, and I'm going to say we we lose to the Timberwolves on that one. So that will put us at four and two on mine. What would you say for yours? Three and three? Can you hear me? Yeah, three and three. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Keep Can losing you me? for some reason. Yeah, I got you now. Keep losing you for some reason. It's weird. Uh, all right, let's see here. So, closing out January, we've got Blazers at home. Then we're on the road for the Spurs, Pelicans, Pistons before we come back home to play the Nugget. I mean, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. So, six games. What's your record prediction? Hmm. Um. You know, it, it it's one of those things where it looks like we'll go like five and one. I think we slip up a little bit and we go three and three. I think it's going to be one of those random Tuesdays in January and February that just kind of suck that you just lose a game because you don't have your legs or whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to say three and three in this stretch. Okay. I do think that there's a stretch like that coming, but I'm not going to pick it for January. I think it's closer to the all-star break when, you know, the guys are actually needing the break. So uh, I'm going to go four and two. I think we'll beat the uh, Blazers and Spurs, obviously. I think we lose to the Pelicans. I think we lose to the Pistons just randomly. Um, and then we beat the Timberwolves and Nuggets at home. Yeah, I can see something random like that. Because, you know, good teams like to overlook um, 
uh, un, uh, got below average opponents. Gosh, I can't speak. All right, here we go. Into February, we have the Hornets and Raptors at home. Then we go on the road to play the Jazz and Maz before we play the Kings at home and the Magic on the road with another orange stripe in there. Is that a rivalry week? I'm confused. Oh, orange stripe is just national television. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. It's TNT exclusive, actually. So there we ah, go. Ah, nice. We've figured it out. <laughs> um, thank, but yeah, thank God people don't have to watch it on Bally Sports. <laughs> Absolutely. Freaking we we get a we get to hear Shaq, uh, Shaq, Charles, and Kenny talking about and Ernie. Everybody always says Shaq, Charles, and Kenny. We leave out Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson is the straw that stirs the drink on that show. He is. We're gonna hear him talk about the OKC Thunder. So that'll be fun. But the six games, Alex. Who you got? Uh, so we go four and two. Four and two. Okay. This, I'm not going to pick the, yeah, I'm not going to pick the slowdown here. So I think we'll be the Hornet Raptors easily. I think we lose to the Jazz at home. And then we lose to the Mavs at home. And then I think we, I'm going to say we lose to the Kings. We're going to three-game losing streak, and then we beat the Magic. So three and three. You say three and three also? The four and two. Four and two, okay. Got to fix that, but I got you. All right, here we go. And then we got the All-Star break. Coming out after the All-Star break, we play the Clippers and Wizards at home before we go on the road to play the Rockets and then back home to play the Rockets before we go back on the road to play the Spurs. So in those five games to end February, how do you feel? Three and two. Three and two. Let me guess. We are going to lose to the Clippers and at the Rockets. Yes. Okay. I am going to say, yeah, I can see it's coming out flat first game after the All-Star break, so I'll give you that. Get back on track against the Wizards, even though second half of back-to-back. Uh, I think one of these Rockets games is actually the rivalry week. I'm not sure which one, but – I think it's San Antonio. Is it San Antonio? Okay. Yes. Okay, well – Frick it, I'm going bold. I say, nah, I'm not going that bold. I'll say two and one on that. So uh, three and two in general. And you said three and two as well? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. On the same page there. All right, going into March. So we go on a the next three games of a four-game road trip at the Suns, Lakers, Blazers. And then we have a four-game homestand. The Heat, Grizzlies, Pacers, before we play the Mavericks on national television. TNT, actually. Uh, so, in those seven games, what do you got? Uh, give me four and three. Four and three. Okay. I'm going to say we lose to the Suns, lose to the Lakers, and beat the Trailblazers, beat the Heat. Dude, are we not are, are we not beating the Lakers at all this season? I, I got them beating them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got them beating them uh, once, maybe twice. I can't remember, but it just seems like every time you bring up the Lakers, you I got them, you know, losing to the Lakers. And, <laughs> like you know, you know, you know, LeBron and AD are going to sit out like at least twenty five games each, right? This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, forget. I'm changing mine to five and two. You've convinced oh, me. Go. All right, the optimist. <laughs> you said four and three, right? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. So the next stretch of games, this will be this will be eight just so we can wrap up March here. So we've got at Grizzlies, back home against the Jazz. We've got on the road for the Raptors, Bucks, Pelicans, back home for the Rockets and Suns before we end the month on the road at the New York Knicks. Uh, what is your prediction for those eight games? Um, I think we slip up a little bit. Give me three and five. Three and five. Oh man, catastrophe! I think, I, I think we we young, we young team it and we slip up a little bit on some of these games. All right, Shay yeah. Shay comes out a little bit tired. We're out here, you know, resting Chet. We're out here playing, you know, Olivier Sar a couple minutes. Three and five. You know what? There's some merit to that. We do play five games in seven nights. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, six games and nine nights. So there, there's there's a lot to be had there. So yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I so I think we lose. Yeah, I think we lose at the Grizzlies. Win or the Jazz. We we'll beat the Raptors. 
Uh, it's a close one, but lose to the Bucks and then lose to the Pelicans, lose to the Rockets, and that's when we realize that it's getting away from us, and then we get back on track and beat the Suns and the Knicks. So, actually, I'll say we lose to the Knicks. I'll say we go four and four. Okay. Because it's at New York, so it'll be a little bit tougher. Giddy, 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 giddy. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we got MSG, MS Getty. I mean, I don't know. Um, all right, in April, this is weird. This is this is actually really funny. We have eight games is, in April. It is it is very weird how we end the season. Four on the road, four at home. So yeah. uh, on the road, we have at Philly, at Boston, at Indiana, at Charlotte. Uh, those four games, how are you feeling about it? You don't sound very happy about it. I say we go two and two. Like you just never know. Like you never know mm-hmm. if if it's that stretch of the season where, you know, playoff spots are are locked in and you don't, you know, and so you never know if it's the game where the the superstar player is going to play or if it's the game where he's going to sit out. Um, so I think we go two and two. I think there's a couple games where maybe Joel and B plays. I think, you know, maybe Giannis plays just to stay fresh. Um, so yeah, I think you know, and, and you know, Charlotte. They're probably heading into that game trying to trying to make life miserable for anybody who plays them late in the season. Uh, so I could definitely see us like coughing up a game against Charlotte. Uh, so I say two and two. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one and three. Ooh. I think I think the team starts looking ahead a little bit to the playoffs, and I can see that. Uh, you know they you know they get a little bit far uh, too far ahead from their skis. Um, but I'm going to set, I'm going to, there's going to be a course correction because in that four game homestand, I think that we, I'm tempted to say we sweep, but I'm going to say we lose to the Kings and then we close out the season strong winning against the Spurs, Bucks and Mavericks three and one. I agree. Three and one, three and one, three and one. I like it. All right, here we go. Well, I'm going to add these up. And while I do that, Alex, actually, I'm going to read this off to you. So this was the trade that was released by Bleacher Report the other day. The Thunder trading for Joel Embiid. Alex has not heard it yet. This is going to be a fresh reaction to his take on it while I'm adding this up. So Alex is going to cook for a second. So um, Joel Embiid goes to OKC. The Philadelphia 76ers receive Chet Holmgren, Victor Oladipo, Davis Bertans, Isaiah Joe, OKC's 24th first-rounder, the Philly's own 25 first rounder, the Clippers 26 first rounder, the Rockets 24 second rounder, the Phillies 25 second rounder, and the Rockets 20 30 second rounder. Alex, your thoughts as I add this up? Oh, that's a lot to digest. But I mean, in essence, the trade is just Chet for Embiid plus draft picks. Like, you know, I know Isaiah Joe's in there. Um, so. The draft picks. So you got the Clippers 26, you got R24, um, and then a bunch of seconds. Man, <sighs> I don't know, man. That's a that's a button pusher right there. That's a we're all in. I would probably I would probably not do that trade. Um, with the caveat that if we did it, I would not be mad either because we're not we're not giving up too much. Uh, you know, you you're basically just giving up Chet and a couple draft picks. Your you know your cupboard is still full when it comes to first rounders. You know, heading out all the way into 2030, 2031, um, and so you can start to kind of use those second rounders to get veteran veteran players here. Um, I would. I would, man, I'm talking myself into it. I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably go ahead and, and do it. Cause I mean, look, man, here's the thing for all the things that Chet could be, we know what Joel is, you know, and, and while he does have his shortcomings, he does have his faults, you know, he hasn't necessarily, you know, shown it all in the playoffs. He is still a bona fide MVP candidate every time he steps on the floor, at least the last three seasons, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's been there. Um, and so maybe putting him in a position to where he has a younger scoring guard around him in SGA, a point guard in Giddy that can find him in, you know, different locations, you know, uh, maybe a, a guard that doesn't have to do both like James Harden usually has to do where he's a playmaker and he's a scoring guard. 
Um, I could definitely see this team being the best team that he's ever been on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, every anytime you talk about Joel, you always worry about the injuries. Yep. And you always worry about that big body finally, you know, kind of breaking down those knees and those feet. But you have the you kind of have that same worry with Chet. You know, you just never know. Um, so I would prob if look, if it's a if we if the if the Thunder feel like they're in a position to win now and they're in a position to maybe make the most out of these next five years, I say, hey, go for it. If you're going to slow play it and say, hey, it's not about the next five years, it's about the next eight years, then I say keep Chet. Yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll give my take on this because I know you got to get back to work um, here in a little bit, but I was on a podcast with uh, a, I don't know his name. His name escapes me. Uh, I know his podcast is called the Drop Step Podcast. It's a new podcast. He's from uh, the United Kingdom. It's a Kingdom. new podcast. It's a new podcast. He's from the United Kingdom, but the dude knows his stuff. He he knows ball. Like I, I think that he's he's an up and comer out there. And we oh, okay. About, he's the guy. He's the guy that was on in our DMs that nobody talked to for a yeah. while. I, I talked to him. I talked to him. I just told him, I was like, hey, you got you to gotta DM me personally because you know, these don't notify me for whatever reason. But um, no, he, I mean, super cool. We talked about five trade targets for the Thunder and he brought up Joel Embiid. And I was like, man, it, it kind of comes down to it doesn't matter if I would do this deal or not because I don't think Sam Presti is going to do this deal. Like, I think yeah. that the Thunder's goal, like as, as splashy as it would be, as fun as it would be, as much as it would just detonate Twitter – or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think Sam Presti's goal is for, to build up these four players, to develop them, let them grow together, and you know keep them together as long as he possibly can. And that's going to max. That's what he believes is going to maximize our chances of winning a championship. Not quote unquote pushing the button for an injury riddled superstar who, yes, won MVP, but is also one of the richest contracts in league history at this point. And you know it really accelerates everything. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. Like I said, if you want to um, – Oh, no. What, 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 what is he saying? We will never know. We'll see if he unfreezes here. If he does not, then we'll go to a break. Frozen man hasn't moved in like three minutes. <laughs> there he is. I see him, but I can't hear him. Uh, I hear a little bit. He said he's out. All right, man. <laughs> I can't hear you, but I see you saying you're out. So have a good night, man. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's finish this off here. So um, yeah, basically, you know, everything you were saying about Joel Embiid, you know, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I think that if you believe this is the move that makes you a finals contender, like next year, absolutely you make it. And does it, it's hard to say on paper. Yeah. Like it looks great. Like if you look at what you're giving up, you're giving up Chet Holmgren, huge loss, but Joel Embiid slides right into that spot. Isaiah Joe, who, yes, he was a phenomenal shooter last year, one of the best in the league last year. <clears throat> and, you know, you're giving him right back to Philly. But we brought in the guy, Vasily Misic, who is a knockdown shooter. can do it not just off the catch like Isaiah Joe, but he can do it. Um, you know, he has some self-creation to him. This is a guy that is super efficient, had a 75% true shooting percentage in his last year in the Euro League. Like, that is ridiculous. Casey Wallace, who, yes, he kind of trailed off at the end of summer league, but we saw a small portion of what it looks like with him playing with guys like um, Chet Holmgren, um, Usman Jang. Like, Jalen Williams wasn't out there. Uh, I don't think the other – yeah, the other Jalen Williams was out there. Sorry, Boom was. Um, but Dub wasn't out there. Giddy wasn't out there. Shea wasn't out there. Like, three of our best playmakers weren't even out there, and you saw Casey Wallace popping off like he did. Uh, just imagine him out there with Shea, Dub, and Giddy because – that's what's important in this trade. Yes, you give up Chet, and it's a huge loss, and I don't want that to happen. I don't think Sam Presti does it. But if you're doing this deal and Bede slides into Chet's role, you're giving up Isaiah Joe, who 
is a loss, but you have Case and Wallace, you have Misich, and guess what? You still have Trey Mann. Like Trey Mann's not off of this roster at this point. And if he is more of what you saw in his rookie year, if he is more of what you saw in his stint in the summer league this year, then that is a player that can come in and give you minutes off the bench that you can replicate Isaiah Joe's minutes with, you know, a combination of those three players. Um, but you are keeping Shea, you're keeping Giddy, and you're keeping Dub to play alongside Joel Embiid. And you still have guys like Usman Jank, Kenny Hustle, Jalen Williams, Aaron Wiggins. Like you still have pieces that can help you win alongside a core of Shea, Giddy, Dub, and Embiid as opposed to Chad. Like I said, financially, you're F. Like you're screwed. Like you're immediately in the luxury tax. Like you are automatically like just you know paying up the wazoo. Ownership has to okay it because everything's accelerated. Like expectations are accelerated. Um, the timeline is accelerated, not only because, you know, keeping Shea happy, it's keeping Embiid happy and also, you know, maximizing Embiid's prime because he's not been the most healthy guy out there. I think I saw whenever uh, I was doing that podcast with the guy at the drop step, um, I, I need to get his name because I hate calling him the guy at the drop step. I want to say his name is Jack, but uh, I mean, he's, he's phenomenal enough of a content creator that I, I need to give you his name. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I was right. His name is Jack Quantrill, and like he, he's just phenomenal. Like he knows ball. He's awesome. Um, but whenever I was talking to Jack, I think I saw that Joe Embiid hasn't played more than 65, 68, something like that. He hasn't played more than 65 to 68 games an entire season since he's been in the NBA, and he's missed, you know, entire seasons due to injury before. I get it. Chet missed the entire season last year. Let's not compare apples to oranges at this point, but. I understand the thought process of doing a trade like that. I understand it's splashy. I understand that, you know, theoretically makes you more win now. But if we know anything about Sam Presti and we know anything about what he said in the press conference about being patient, not taking shortcuts, not pressing the button, wanting it to be an arrival, not an appearance. And I get it. You know, if you haven't beat, you probably would be making more of an arrival than an appearance. But all these mantras that we know from Sam Presti, I think he wants to see this through. I think he wants to see this rebuild through. I don't think he wants to use these picks necessarily to go and get the next disgruntled star because I think he saw that didn't work. He took a shot with Paul George, and yes, Paul George was an accommodating star player. He came over, he re-upped with OKC, and he was fine. Like He was a stand-up citizen his entire time in Oklahoma City, and it was only after – you know, the deal that Sam Presti had made, like, hey, if we don't win, if you don't like it, if you need us to trade you, we will trade you. You know, all you have to do is re-sign. Like, yeah, that happened, but do you want to take the chance that you're going to be trading for the next Paul George? Like, that's the whole point of trading for a disgruntled player. It doesn't always get better. We've seen Kyrie Irving. We've seen James Harden. Um, you know, we've seen these star players that – have gone to different situations. And a lot of times that's all it takes. You have to go to a different situation, a fresh set of eyes, you know, a different type of culture. And sometimes that fixes itself. But we've seen there's just certain types of player. It doesn't always work. I'm not saying that's Joel Embiid, but I'm saying you don't know what you don't know. So that is, that's kind of my take on that. I would, I would say let's just not do that because I really believe in this core and I want to see what they can do together. Um, but I'm not going to be mad at anybody saying that they would do it because it would be really fun. And as I said on the podcast, if it happened, I would be as excited as anybody. I would be getting the championship tattoos. Not really, I don't have a tattoo on my body, but you get the point. I would be right there with everybody. But um, kind of before we, you know, before we wrap up, I just want to kind of get back to the exercise me and Alex just did. I edited it up, and as Alex said, this is this exercise is going to be for 80 games, not 82 games, because um, you know, we can't predict <laughs> if we're going to be even be in the playoffs of the regular season tournament, let alone who our opponents will be. So in 80 games, Alex has us projected 45 and 35, and I have us projected at 48 and 32. Now, if you want to extrapolate that or if you just want to, like, you know, make it 82 games, you could just give us a 1-1 split. Alex is at 46 and 36. I'm at 49 and 33, which – is about on par with what I've been saying because I don't know if I've said it on podcast. I know I haven't put it out on Twitter yet, but my official prediction for the team, and you know, I'm 
whenever we have a season prediction pod, I'm going to come out and say this as well, is 51 wins. I think that we blow past the 50 and we get to 51 wins and we like, absolutely shock the world. I think that we're legitimately in play for a three seed if everybody stays healthy. Now, there's there's a lot of caveats that have to happen. Like Chet has to be the player that we saw you know, in the past two summer leagues that we've seen you know, throughout his career, the type of, you know, winning player, defensive game changer. And honestly, he probably needs to be able to shoot if we're going to reach that ceiling. Guys like Shea, Dub, Yeti, they have to take another jump in their game, which, you know, we're starting to see in FIBA play. Shea's jumper looks as smooth as ever. Josh Giddy is as confident as ever. Jalen Williams in the one half of basketball that we got to see him in the summer league looked as good as ever. So we're well on the way to making that dream a reality. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got those guys, like I was talking about, Case and Wallace, Vasilya Misic. Like, I think those guys are going to impact winning. I think Usman Jang is going to have a huge impact on winning this year that people just aren't realizing. I didn't get to say this yet, but uh, came out on Twitter today that Usman Jang is actually working out with OKC's um, begotten son, Russell Westbrook, man, the king of the prairie. Oklahoma City's pride, like the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder basketball player of all time and one of the most aggressive basketball players of all time. Like if there was anybody that I could pick to work with Usman Jang, a guy that really just needs to learn how to be aggressive and have confidence in himself, it's Russell Westbrook. And guess what? He's not his teammate, so he's not going to be dogging him or anything like that. He's not going to break him down like he did Terrence Ferguson. Um, I That's just a joke. I know that him and Terrence Ferguson had a good relationship and Ferg. Um, you know, commented on how much he helped him. I'm just, I'm just joking. More so like Alex Sabrinas and Demonis Sabonis. But anyways, I'm just kidding. I love Russ. Right. Um, but I I think that, you know, him working with Russell Westbrook is is going to do wonders for him. Um, if, you, if like, you know, if if the season rolls around, Usman Jang is just like aggressive, like driving to the rim and being strong, like finishing through content or contact and like showing emotion and pride. Like if there's a more emotional basketball player on this earth, there's not a more emotional basketball player on this earth than Russell Westbrook was. If he's doing all those things, checking all those boxes, like look the freak out. Like this team is going to blow people's expectations out the water. So yeah. Um, anyways, 51 wins was my prediction. And you know, what I was saying was like in this exercise, it's cool because I think last year I was, I was thinking like, 35 closer to 40 like you know i'm a very much optimistic person so like that's kind of what i was feeling but when you extrapolate it when you like go in and you actually look it in you like break it down like you know chunks of games at a time and you're predicting wins and losses and just like the ebbs and flows of the season you know that's when you can kind of see your record get quote unquote more realistic so um 49 32 it's not too far off what i was doing you know two games not not no big deal but um just goes to show you i'm very excited about the season very optimistic about about what the Thunder is going to be able to do. And, uh, yeah, that that about covers it. We'll say we are going to be doing the Topic Thunder fan event. Once again, it was a rousing success last year. We had almost 100 people. Uh, won the game, had an awesome meetup. Like, it was great. We're working on replicating that. We're working on making it bigger and better in terms of crowd, in terms of um, the types of events that we're going to be doing. We are <laughs> – like, we're getting a head start on it. We're – as soon as the schedule released, we started looking at dates, started talking to the Thunder reps, and uh, I will say by September 12th is when we should have an official announcement on what the day is at least. Now, again, the events will be you know kind of coming as we learn of them, but September 12th is when we will know for sure what game, what day we are looking at. And I got to say, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So, with that being said, I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. We're going to try to be more consistent. I'm very sorry about uh, you know kind of getting out of the schedule, but we're going to be there uh, as, as much as we can. Looking to do maybe season predictions on Friday. I don't know why I'm rambling after I was trying to close out, but we're going to be trying to do season predictions on Friday, maybe talk a little bit FIBA as uh, we get into actual FIBA play on Friday. Um, so, yeah, be looking forward to that. But, Till then, y'all have a great night. God bless. Once again, hoop when you can, once again. And as always, Thunder Up! Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. 
Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.